Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. you finally being back after handling know, all the I money a, I took a little break. All, the, all the tickets Corey and I held it down at our first live podcast which was amazing it was really cool I like that I think we should do that every time every I time agree. we have a breakfast yes I think we need more live podcasts across the board I know Different when could and... when could our next live be because you know we're always trying to plan ahead got to put the word out there get everybody excited about That's the why show you follow us on social at being a drama club Twitter and Instagram club. we are Aha. It's a it's a Friday night and we are here. We got a late night rehearsal tonight, from six to nine, because Mr. Corey with our choreography. Mr. Corey's choreography, <laughs> trademark copyright twenty twenty two. We're gonna do the tango today. Sounds provocative. We're very we're very excited. It gets the people going. It gets the people going, and who doesn't love a good tango, especially a Morticia Gomez Adams tango. The kids are very excited. We had a little excited. flashback Friday, too, looking at Mr. Corey's uh, pictures from when he was in Adam's We did. Family. We had a little reminisce and reminisce because uh, we have a couple of the props, a couple of the set pieces. Shout out to Cedar Creek and John Stephan for helping us out with those. Or as they say in the boonies, Cedar Creek. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are the best. Thank you so much for letting us use your stuff. We help you. You help us. We love your faces. That's how every, like range of like community should be and that's what community is yeah absolutely i wish i still had stuff from beauty and the beast they were doing beauty and the beast this year and that was oh my gosh 12 years ago yeah so none of that beauna stuff exists anymore unfortunately but we'll definitely be there supporting them so hopefully you guys will come out and check out adam's just like everyone supported us at our breakfast. Yes, we had a huge turnout at our breakfast. Super excited you about got that. got all the numbies there. I do. So I want to let you recap everything that went down yeah. while Corey and I were talking into these microphones. So we had about 138 people walk into those doors at the wild. breakfast. It's Is that wild. the most ever? I, I want to say it's close to or maybe a little bit more because we've only been really been doing the breakfast since... The fourth one? I think Sister Act. Yeah. Um, Sister Act might have had a bigger turnout only because that was like pre-COVID mm-hmm. um, and pl- plus it was our first one people right. are excited about it um, but I think all the ones that followed it people look forward to it because now it's a thing it's our annual breakfast so now they're kind of like oh third Sunday in January in ordinary time and it's the yeah, book like according said, to Genesis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we set it in stone <laughs> Yeah, so we do it the third Sunday in January because we always like to have that Monday off. Shout out MLK. And it really gives us a nice opportunity to kind of preview the show for our patrons. They come out. They enjoy great breakfast. We have baskets that they uh, buy raffle tickets for so they could purchase. 
uh, and help support the arts and our projections that way. And our our basket raffles were super successful. They had, mm-hmm. you know, wine baskets and makeup baskets, Morticia's makeup uh, essentials, <laughs> and we all kind of tried to do little themes with the uh, the baskets and have them related to the show, which was great. Um, I have to I have to ask who was the most excited to win their basket because I was in the lobby I was still doing like the am I <laughs> <laughs> so I actually heard Kendall screaming from the lobby and at first I wasn't sure why I don't know if she had lost or if she actually won <laughs> so I walked over and I was like wait what what was that basket it was the pillow like the pillow's been a fan favorite I knew. As soon as Lex came up to buy like 30 tickets, I was like, <laughs> somebody who buys one ticket for this pillow is going to win, not Lex. No, right. And I was right, <laughs> even though Kendall probably bought like 400. No, honestly, I don't think she bought a lot. She might have bought maybe two sheets. Which makes my argument that much funnier. Right. <laughs> right. We'll tell Lex. Yeah, Kendall only bought literally one ticket. She bought one. <laughs> it was like Willy Wonka style. Seriously. One ticket. But it's such a cute keepsake. And I'm... I'm always happy when a senior wins it because the first year we did the pillow, it was sister act year. And I think Norris maybe won it and then ended up giving it to Felicia. So that was so sweet. I love that. Um, yeah. Cause Norris was throwing down the twenties quick. He was just like, <laughs> I need more tickets. I need, I gotta buy this pillow. Um, Keep that man out of the casino. Seriously. And then, and then Kylie Ann won the hairspray one, which was great. She played our Tracy. And then in the, I don't think we had a pillow for In the Heights. I couldn't get it printed in time. And then obviously this year I was like, oh, we got to do the pillow again because that was such a hit. So, so our artwork was done, thankfully, Um, you know, had our dates on it and everything. So um, we didn't have the physical pillow in time for the breakfast. So I just had a picture up on the thing. It was like my iPad was sitting there. There was a picture of it. But the kids knew like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. the pillow. That's the one. So they're buying all these tickets. Boom, boom, boom. And I called her number, and she flipped out. <laughs> and, of course, Miss Baker's calling the numbers, and it's like six series of numbers. And when she gets to that second-to-last right. number, everyone's kind of, like, holding their breath. And she says the last number, and Kendall literally exploded. <laughs> and then everyone else quoted Jaden from In the Heights. That's some <laughs> But overall... How successful was our breakfast? Very successful. We must have raised close to $2,000 easily because, like I said, the the ticket sales for the breakfast itself, the basket sales, um, we've had some people already turn in advertisement forms to get on our uh, playbill as well as our podcast as sponsors. And we also had 50-50 there and the winners donated that back to us. So it just all around, like I said, a great community event. We're, we're very lucky to have Martin's Catering um, literally in our backyard. We have it there every year. Everyone loves it there. The food's great. And Holly Adams, shout out to you for allowing us to host it there again. And like I said, when you're in Adams, you go to Martin's Custom Catering. Our first official podcast sponsor. <laughs> Let's go. Insert ad here. <laughs> Do you have a special occasion coming up? Why not consider Martin's Custom Catering to host and cater your event? Since 1985, Martin's Custom Catering and Wedding Venue, located at 311 South Harding Highway in Landisville, New Jersey, has been in business serving your celebrations, events, and catering needs. Their innovative designs and wide arrangement of available styles can help you plan the event of your dreams and offer you an affordable, memorable experience. Contact Holly Adams. 
That's Adams with one D, not two. At 856-697-1626. When you're in Adams, you go to Martin's Custom Catering for all your catering needs. So yeah, other than that, we are full steam ahead trying to uh, finish all of Act 2, I guess, at this point, right? Because we've already blocked, we've um, choreographed, and we've sung through all of Act 1 these past couple days. Um, so now we got to keep the wheels moving forward. Yep. And tomorrow starts set construction. The biggest back and forth, <sighs> diametrically opposed, shout out Hamilton, <laughs> boxing match slash like. It's probably the most nerve wracking part of the process. It's like Rocky Four. It really is. <laughs> like it's something that's so grand and such a huge job that needs to be finished in literally 16 hours literally that's all it is 16 you sent hours. the approval screenshot in the group me i was like yo adrian <laughs> i did I it, did it. <laughs> it's just it's so hard to get in this building and i get it we're so short-staffed and there's like so many other things going on and you know we got to be concerned with covid numbers and whatnot yeah i totally get that and i play by the rules but it was just so important for us to get these dates approved to come in on Saturdays and thank all of the administrators and all of the parents who are volunteering to help, you know, get this thing on on its feet. Because I, you know, I mean, you can't do it by yourself. And I, I could draw real pretty pictures and say, oh, I want it to look like this. And then I'll try to put something together and probably cut my finger off with a saw. Although I did build those steps last year. You did. Those steps weren't going anywhere. And you did all the brick painting. Yeah. See, I could paint anything. Like, I'm telling you, if I see a picture of it, I could paint it. It could look identical. But those steps, I was proud of those steps. Carmen Picasso out here. Yo, I'm telling you, the steps to Abuela's front stoop, they weren't going anywhere. They were like. They low-key are still there. I know. They are. Yeah. We took them apart in pieces. But, yeah, they're still back there. Yes. They will stand the test of time. So, like I said, I, I do very minimal building as far as, you know, set is concerned. But um, but we're looking to do a two-story set. So, I need some. I need some professional know-how. I, I do like the added height. I really, really do. Because the way our auditorium is situated, we have our seating that's kind of lower than the stage. So a lot of times you're like, you know, maybe third, fourth, fifth row back, and you're almost eye level to their right. feet. So you kind of want the audience's eye to be drawn up, you know? And I think a two-story set absolutely does that. And it's so much more fun for me, too, from a like photographer standpoint. Yeah. Like, it's not just like flat level like kind of just like you get full landscape right like yeah. and i can kind of work angles differently right and it gives a, a better perspective of like how much room we actually have to work with even mm -hmm. though we say like yeah our stage is relatively small in the grand scheme of everything but yeah. like when you're able to work angles and like position things differently and have that ability for more height and you right. know length and everything across the board with a set it really like showcases like what we're able to do with the stage we have to work with yeah and just and blocking that is fun because then you can have you know you know people up top and you can have people you know down below standing sitting kneeling on whatever and it just it allows for more faces to be seen and you don't have to worry about you know somebody being blocked by somebody else because they're too tall it's like no put them on a platform or put them on a step put them on a balcony and everyone's everyone's you know beautifully seen on stage so i'm excited about that I know Richie's excited because his lights are going to be moving all over the place. Man, that boy is drawing like he's Listen, like Steve from Blues well, Clues. He did say he got his little like fancy schmancy, yeah. you know, pencil for bright. his. Yeah, I know. 
So he's sending all these like super detailed pictures, like oh, I'm, you know, he's doing the the lighting design for pulled. I think he did the lighting design for um, I don't know if it was for the opening or something. I don't know. It was like two things that he sent, and it looks like some hieroglyphics or whatever. Like you know, maybe two people in the <laughs> chat know what Aida. it is that I know, right? <laughs> like two, two people in the chat probably know what the heck any of this means, and the kids are like, "Oh, that looks great." I don't know what that is. <laughs> don't worry, it's gonna look great. That's why I said we teach him biomedical physics. <laughs> so yeah, that's um. Yeah, he sent those things, and I said we about. about to solve Blue's Clues real quick, like right? Like he's fancy with it. I need to see it in person because he's like super detailed. To play like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and that's. I'm sure. I'm sure that's something you can like patch in oh, afterwards. Yeah. Totally. All right. So set construction. That's going to be our main mission tomorrow. Um. And then other than that, next week, we're going to be probably singing through the entire show. We tried to do it yesterday, but we had a lot of conflicts and, you know, some, some people had to be out and work and whatever. Um, but next week, we'll probably sing through the whole thing. And on Tuesday, we have our first costume parade featuring the ancestors. I'm excited. Super excited about that. So maybe that could be another another opportunity for maybe something live. I don't know. Coming to you live with the Ancestors costume parade. We could do like a f- like we could be podcasting almost yeah. in a sense, and it's like we could just like full blown like New York Fashion Week. Oh my god! Like we're <laughs> sitting here, amazing. we have cameras set up on them parading their costumes. See how exciting just, is that, guys? Y'all got I'm telling you, y'all got to follow us on the social. This is how my brain works, right? Like everything, like year to year, I do here like my brain just evolves into yeah you gotta keep something the ideas even more flowing. ridiculous that is tangible right right like it's tangible ridiculousness and podcasts are great because like i said you can listen to them and everything but then sometimes when you get that oh i need a visual of this then we just we throw it on the socials and you can get the pictures and this the is videos. how we talk out the ridiculousness right. we put a microphone <laughs> on us we said we need like an nfl mic'd up segment like every single week with us because we just miss out on so many funny things that we just have in regular conversation and and it's it blows my mind how I'm just like, man, if only the microphones are running, if only the cameras are running. That's why me, you, and Corey just need a podcast that's like completely separate <laughs> from this. <laughs> Maybe like behind a paywall so nobody. Right. The uncensored don't need version. Listen to it. Right. Doesn't the, uh, listen to it. The uncensored drama behind the drama. <laughs> the curtain behind the curtain. Curtain behind the curtain. <laughs> hey, that could be a spinoff. Be like a you know, vlog. we like a good spinoff. <laughs> I love it part of yeah. the drama club well, we could universe. totally do that like we just have like my computer set up here we have two webcams going and that would we be just scary live stream it on our social media nice on facebook and twitter nice yeah because you, you again follow us by Puna drama club on twitter and uh, facebook and instagram and all that good stuff yeah shout out to nancy servino masquerade ball she's been working on these costumes for us um we use nancy a lot nancy is my go-to yeah she has a lot of great stuff so i don't know if you guys ever have gone to her um her her I don't know workshop her you know Chronicles of Narnia Chronicles wardrobe. of Narnia wardrobe yeah because she's got a you walk through that door you walk into Narnia seriously I mean she's got every era I mean every era era <laughs> I can't stand you every I know that's genre, why we're sitting every um, I don't know centuries worth of costumes it's it's amazing the amount of stuff that she has and her ideas are amazing so. Yeah, so that's why we were in. talking before, which is, you know, last episode that we did live at the breakfast. Corey and I talked about like the importance and like power of fundraising. I mean, we need like 
a GoFundMe or something so we can get that shed out here. Because as soon as you oh said my that, my gosh, brain started going a million miles a minute. It, it's a shame because I've been on a lot of forums online, like Facebook and whatnot, just trying to connect with other community theaters mm-hmm. and other high schools, middle schools. And there's there's people all over the place. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on a page that has like thousands of members because it's like nationwide. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Uh, That's you how know, you ended up in Massachusetts. That, that really is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. But everything is ISO, ISO, in search of this, this, for this show. I need this for this show. Anybody have any ideas uh, design-wise, um, you know, functionality? How can I build this? How can I do this? And it's just a – it's funny reading all the comments, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I never would have thought of that mm-hmm. had I not connected with this person. Or, oh, I did this for my show. Let me share my insight. And the number one thing that I absolutely hate about set construction is that a lot of it – goes to waste i can't keep it i can't store it or it's so unique and specific to the show that i can't really save it and use it again you know so the the smart thing to do is to really try to construct things that are um i guess dual purpose Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word you can just you know if you're just building a standard wall we could always paint it you know multiple patterns colors whatever and then just repurpose that but something like that anything that's two story, you need, you know, platforms, you need support, you need, you know, all kinds of bracing and whatnot. So a lot of all of that that sometimes has to get attached to the stage and, you know, just bolts and nuts mm-hmm. and screws every which way in every direction. Sometimes you just you can't salvage that. So it does have to be trashed. Um but yeah, we tried to save as much as we could from El Barrio last year, <laughs> but unfortunately it just that wasn't the case. But um, if we had that shed, because as soon as you said that my like I had a Jimmy Neutron like brain blast. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, the things we could do with that, with right. just storing things, keeping things intact, and then like we could have it as like a makeshift podcast studio for Ooh, us. Oh, that like, would be cool. Soundproof the walls. We have like you know you need a keypad number to get <laughs> in, so nobody's interrupting. Like we have a thing on the outside. Like the light comes on. It's like yeah, we're recording. Stay out. Right. Right. Like. <laughs> It would be, like you said, multi-purpose, It'd be right. multifunctional in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, being able to store props, being able to store just like construction pieces, things that we need. Right. It's like we know it's in the shed. Like exactly. We know it's there. Right. And, and then it takes plenty of up, real estate right outside. There here. really is. Yeah. And it takes up less room on the stage because unfortunately we don't have a lot of wing space or wing, um, you know, mm-hmm. area back there. So the larger set pieces take up all of that room so there's less room to move and you know of course we're not the only ones that use the stage the dance you know classes use the stage the band the choir so you kind of want to make sure that you're not taking up all this room storing stuff um so if you could find a different area to put it in and we can actually use it then by all means let's figure it out let's try to find a way to do that because like if everybody who's listening knows like where the cars park for oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's so much real estate to like that side where it's just open field oh yeah just put it right there right and it's easy access for us to bring it in right it could be secured you know padlock whatever sure and then we'd have a podcast studio (laughs) so you're in it for the podcast studio i'm in it for for the storage i need to keep all my stuff i'm in it for the accessibility (laughs) factor because it'd be right out here i'm in it for just like oh we know we have this because right it's stored out there yeah that's where we put it catalog it right you know make sure everything is labeled correctly and just you know being able to really hold on to things that can be reused. And then, like you said, if there's another company, another school that is in need of our stuff, we could do a, a swap. Easy search. Easy search. Here it is, you know, and really, really help each other out because at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. You know what I mean? We're not here well, to make money. If anybody wants to donate a decently sized <laughs> shed to us, we'll we make have you the a real diamond sponsor. 
we might even make a new tier for you. Mm-hmm. Something above a diamond. I don't even know what that would be. I know. What would be better than a diamond? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you could be diamond for life. <laughs> You'd be like the shine bright like a diamond. The shine tier. bright like a diamond, yes. Set construction though is that next like like it's we talked about level. when we like when we did the headshot episode where it's like oh, oh yeah this is like a movie. it adds another it's level like a to it trailer type thing that's like the yeah. next trailer is yeah. like and that one I think directly affects the kids because yeah. now they get to see it so now it's like oh when we're at rehearsal like I know where I'm standing because I'm literally right next to this and then object right here that not only just that built. they get the mindset of like oh this is like real real now mm-hmm. and then like that's when I feel like as soon like they should be dialed in much before that but like i feel like once they start seeing things being built it's like oh i need to be on my p's and q's yeah yeah it just like you said it makes it more real because at the end of the day the very few first few weeks of rehearsal it is just you know lyrics to a song you know dance moves to a dance and and you know blocking moving around on stage but right now everything is just plain black it's plain black stage plain black curtains um you know it's audio that's like you know pre-recorded that they're singing along to like once you add the pit orchestra and you add the set the lights like all of these things layered one on top of the next it just makes for a a much more real and a much more you know tangible experience for lack of a better word because it's just it'll be overwhelming for some of them especially if they're new but the old old school kids who have been in it and you know, have seen that progression from beginning to end, It for them it gets really, really exciting. So what from this set that you've kind of like conjured up in your brain are you most excited to kind of see come to life? I'm always a fan of the two-story, but I think for this one, the grandeur of the staircase mm-hmm. because we're going to try to construct a staircase on both sides of the stage leading up to a second-floor balcony. So... We didn't even do that for Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. last, uh, I was going to say last year. Mm. Last decade. Last decade. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like the center staircase we did. Right. And even with that, it was kind of like, ooh, second story, you know? And it wasn't even that high. It was maybe like, you know, five feet off the ground. But this is going to be like second story because we're trying to fit an entire, um, you know, like the front door opening underneath that balcony. So, um, yeah, we're talking like eight, nine feet tall. So that would be a lot to look at. A lot of lumber, a lot of paint. And are we doing bricks? Please say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think Corey I'm all bricked out. <laughs> Good. All right. And we get wallpaper for a week? <laughs> I'll take it because let me tell you what. Each and every one of those bricks, as amazing as they came out, I was over it. Right. Still have those videos of you guys dancing back. And, and we forth still have the the um the banisters from the uh the second floor. So we still have know. the unreleased cut of you guys doing karaoke. <laughs> dancing we did do karaoke tapes. that night. <laughs> that was electric. That's hysterical. Corey, you're doing the tango tonight. Let the people know how excited slash nervous slash. I'm gonna tell you right now, the most excited person is a tie between Kiara and Kendall, the two Ks. They were so excited to hear Talk that to Corey was doing the tango. So I definitely think this is the hardest dance of the show, technique-wise, um, like 100%. I don't think anything that I'm doing in this show for choreography is going to be as difficult as this. 
but it's not in the sense of difficult as how much it is. It's the technique that's going to be put into it. It's the, um, the, I don't know what the word is. I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like the finesse yes. of the tango. The finesse of it. The <laughs> connection like that, word. that they have to make with each other. It's not even just Gomez and Morticia. It's the um, extra people that are right? in it. Right, yeah, because you're featuring some ensemble members in there. Yeah, so it's going to have yep. some intricacies in it. That That's what's going to make it as suave as it can be. Now, the kids that you've chosen, because obviously we have Dylan and Julie. They are our... Gomez and Morticia, but the other kids that you've chosen to be featured with them, do they have that partnering dance experience from last year? Not all of them, no. Not all of them. Huh? Um, we do have a, a couple of people that were in In the Heights, but we have a couple of people that haven't made their full show stage debut here yet. Ah. So it's kind of testing them, but I've also, like, we've had... A couple other shows this year where we've been able to kind of see their dancing capabilities and the people kind of shine through in their own techniques and that's kind of what I looked at and especially that I've already done a couple of dances so I've been able to see the um, ones that have had um, the most rhythm the most um, fast capability to pick up the choreography mm -hmm. that type of aspect uh, which has really helped kind of narrow it down because we do have a lot of good dancers but you also have to consider who would pair well with each other. Right. And who would pair well with the look of all the people in the number. And, like, height-wise, character-wise, you can't just, like, pull people out of, like, the one side of the row and then the other side of the row and hope that they're going to mix together. You have to really consider uh, their capabilities. Yeah. Because there's a chemistry with tango. Like, you really have to be, like, supportive with your partner. You yeah. know, there's a lot there's of lead follow. There's definitely trust. Yeah. There, There is a huge trust in it. Especially when you're dipping people. Are you dipping people? Yes. Oh, yeah, baby. So, it's not going to happen a lot, but it, it is in there. Well, listen, you only need to get dropped once to yep. lose trust in anybody. 100%. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> side note, kids, don't drop your partner. I really wanted to, with this dance, like, really pay tribute to like full tango not just necessarily like a musical theater tango mm -hmm. and i really wanted to make sure that the, the audience got something that can be considered authentic because nice. i consider myself more of a musical theater dancer than i would consider myself a ballroom dancer so i i really heavily looked into a lot of um videos a lot of training videos on technique as well to make sure that arms are positioned the right way that they're moving the right way in like a tango position and I didn't necessarily just take from, like, an original tango. I took from, like, an Argentine tango and, like, a couple other aspects because there's so um, much to the music in right, here right. that you kind of want to pull from different types of that dance and that ballroom while still keeping it authentic to itself. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really exciting. And I definitely think it's very stressful because it is a hard dance, but I think it will be one of the most rewarding not only to watch, but I think for the students to perform it. Uh, because of the difficulty, but also how cool it will look with everything placed together. Yeah. And I think the audience will be impressed because, like I said, tango's hard. Like, tango's yeah. not like one of these, you know, social dances the kids pick up nowadays. Like, this is like an old school, like, like mm -hmm. you said, like classic tango that has existed for years. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's I very culturally specific. And like yeah. you said, like the, the hold is important. The technique, legs, you know, the chemistry, the chemistry between like the partners, that. all of that stuff. And I really didn't want to play into, like, tricks. Like, a lot of people think that a lot of ballroom is just, like, a lot of show, a lot of tricks, a lot of 
wow factors, mm-hmm. which if you really rely into the choreography, that's a wow factor in itself. Yeah. And that's exactly. what I wanted to achieve with this because you also don't want to give everybody too much because the show in itself is so hard for a lot of the cast members that I didn't want them to have to worry about flipping somebody or right. spinning somebody and worrying about their head hitting a set piece. Yeah, because it could be overwhelming if you yeah. have to be, you know. Yeah, so even though there's a lot of technique and a lot of really good moves, it's not overwhelming. So that was my main focus on it, is really making sure that they could feel comfortable in accomplishing something as difficult as the tango. Nice. I like it. I'm excited for them to learn. Yes. So we got some people rolling in. I'm excited. They're here to tango. I got people here ready to take their headshot. Looking fresh and clean. What's up, Lurch? <laughs> I got a little wait. Can I get a little grunt? Uh, <laughs> I can't even do it. Uh, you can like like auto tune that, right? So I like oh, sound like or Lurch. Sound like Lurch pain. T Lurch. T Lurch. I love it. All right, well, yeah, so we're here. This is our, I don't even know what number episode, but it's one of many. Either episode four or five of season two. I think so. Yeah, we're getting up there. So we're going to do um, we're gonna do our little sign-off, I guess, so we can make sure we get our rehearsal started in time, get you guys warmed up. Follow us on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Buna Drama Club for That's everything. That's us. Uh, Follow you on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Drama Club. Oh my God, that's not me. <laughs> it is you. But it is it's me, but also not me. Not you. Follow me on the socials. Drama Queen CDB. Follow me at KBIZZL311. I'm 35 followers away from 2000. Shameless plug. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Saying. I'm like in the double digits, probably. <laughs> Sorry, I'm old school. So, you know, uh, follow me first and then follow him. Yeah. Get my numbers up. Subscribe to the podcast. That's the most important thing. Five-star ratings and reviews, Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings on Spotify. Blow up the ratings. It helps the show. It helps more people get visuals on the show, to listen to the show. Help us boost that algorithm a little bit. And special thank you to our diamond sponsor, Martin's Custom Catering. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Why not consider Martin's Custom Catering to host and cater your event? Since 1985, Martin's Custom Catering and Wedding Venue, located at 311 South Harding Highway in Landisville, New Jersey, has been in business serving your celebrations, events, and catering needs. Their innovative designs and wide arrangement of available styles can help you plan the event of your dreams and offer you an affordable, memorable experience. Contact Holly Adams, that's Adams with one D, not two, at 856-697-1626. When you're in Adams, you go to Martin's Custom Catering for all your catering needs. And we got our shout outs. Shouting out once again, Martin's Custom Catering. Shout out Holly Adams for helping us out for our breakfast. And shout out to Photos by JSAP. Thank you for being one of our sponsors. If you need any of your photos for seniors or sports, especially here at Buna Chiefs, he's your guy to go to. So check him out. Facebook.com slash photos by JSAP. And check out our website for all that information so you can be a sponsor of the podcast. Until next time. Cue the blackout. <laughs>